On this episode, we're talking about the HR perspective during uncertain times. My name is Lou Blazer. You're listening to Second Breaks. This is episode 132. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Second Breaks, a show about navigating a changing world and thriving in our careers, no matter if it's our second, third, or fourth act. I'm Lou Blazer, your sidekick, and today we're getting curious about the HR point of view. Now, why does this matter? Why are we even talking about this? The HR organization has front row seats in what's happening inside organizations these days, from the business leaders who are making decisions on the go to the employees who are adjusting and coping and making things work in clearly suboptimal conditions. They, as in HR, has a point of view that is worth exploring so that we, whether we are employees of companies or service providers to these companies, um, it's worth exploring the HR point of view so that we can best position ourselves because companies and industries are going to continue to get majorly disrupted and we are in this thing for a little bit longer. So it's important for us to understand what's going on so we can best position ourselves, uh, whether we're working in a company or whether we're service providers uh, or we're looking to do business within particular companies. So to help me dig into this topic, I have asked senior HR leader Randy Lumia to join me. Randy Lumia is the COO and the people strategy leader at Paradise Workplace Solutions, a company that provides people strategy and communications solutions. I chatted with Randy to talk about how the HR organization is handling the changing workplace, what employees can look to their organizations for, and how we can best position ourselves at work, especially as companies begin to apply various cost-cutting measures to manage the ongoing economic situation. Now, for the show notes for this episode, or to catch up on the other episodes of the season on career continuity and resilience, head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash podcast. Doki, let me step out of the way. Here's my conversation with Randy Lumia. Obviously, we are in this uh, very disruptive moment in our history, and we are in this bit of a what's going to happen now, uncertainty period. All we know is that this is going to have um, long-lasting impact, but there's still a lot of unknowns. Um, so I wanted to chat with you about the the situation that's happening from an HR perspective. Now, full disclosure, I have worked with Randy before. He is a uh, one of the you know senior HR folks who I know who I trust implicitly. So I couldn't wait to get his perspective on these matters. So, Randy, just kind of like from an HR perspective, kind of what is HR concerned about? during these times like what is what is hr thinking about what is going on in hr these days typically well i'll tell you lou i mean this has been probably the most impactful event on the profession of hr um perhaps since the 60s when we had the evolution of title 7 and equal rights and such um this has been 
challenging to say the least for everybody. Um, it has brought the human resources function into the limelight from a, from a number of you know, reasons, number of perspectives. One is you're impacting people now. Um, this is not businesses first. This is people first. And when organizations think of people, I think they normally and traditionally think of human resources and they go to human resources for the answers as it relates to people. And when you have a lot of uncertainty like this, there are no answers right now, or there haven't been. And the, and the answers are evolving. You know, I think that, um, you know, many people call this a distraction. Many people call this a disruption. Um, I'm more of a half full versus half empty. And I look at this as an opportunity to refocus and, it has given HR people as well as business leaders an opportunity to look at what's important in the business as well as what's important in life. And it's bringing together individuals' values with business values. And I think we're seeing for the first time and in probably a long time uh, that clash between the two. Um, you know, I've read, obviously, there's so much written about what's going on right now because it's evolving around, all around us. There's been a lot of uh, studies and readings that have indicated that people, employees, are relying more on the communication coming from their employers than from the media. And it's, you know, it, this isn't a, you know, a, a liberal versus right wing left wing. This is just has to do with the sense of belonging and the sense of fear and the sense of uncertainty. People are equating that to their livelihood right now, where they work, where they're, where they get their income. And they are relying on the leaders and the HR organization in businesses to communicate. Communication has never ever been more important than it is now because employees are just starved for information. So it really has impacted the HR profession uh, very, very much. So a typical sort of person, employee who's never engaged with HR before, probably imagine HR is the place where I go for my benefits question or right. anything to do with my employment contract and stuff like that. And so, and those are obviously functions within the HR organization. Do you think that, I'm going to preface this by saying that depending on the size of the company and there could be smaller organizations, but do you think in, in general that a, a typical HR organization is prepared for this kind of event? Is this something that, that HR people prepare for? <laughs> It's a very, very good question. And I would I would say that the typical HR person was probably as prepared for this as the typical first or second line manager. And, and the reason I say that is, um, you know, there was an interesting article um, I recently keep, I, I just keep going back to from the Harvard Business Review back in, I think it was 2017. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to put a link to that article that Randy mentioned on the show notes. The title of the article is How to Keep Your Team Focused and Productive During Uncertain Times. And it was written by Amy Gallo. Uh, again, a link on the show notes. Leadership is what's the most important thing right now. Uh, leadership is about 
managing and leading in these times of uncertainty where you don't have a playbook? It's how do you rely on what needs to get done to actually become productive? So, you know, there were some things said in that article, I believe. Um, one of the things was a symptom of distraction is more distraction. <laughs> and it's it's so true. And if you think about it, um, we're all consumed um, maybe less so now than at the beginning because we're starting to see some loosening up of things like hotel, um, restaurants opening up and such. But it was making us all feel very anxious and it was, it was contagious. We were, we were feeding on that, that feeling of anxiousness. And one of the things that, you know, the article found was that, you know, we pick up on the emotions and we start to, to feel or mimic them ourselves when we see how others are acting and reacting. So I put that into a, a business context. Um, you know, it's incumbent upon leadership and any good business owner or leader to to actually pick up these emotions and start to feel or, you know, and, and understand what's going on. And they need to, to practice what they call compassionate management, uh, where, you, you know, you actually are seeking to understand how you can be of service and benefit to employees while you're balancing the need to keep them on task. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's one of these things that's easier said than done sometimes. Um, you know, they had, and uh, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to kind of deviate here and talk about it, cause they had given six steps in the article that I think are, even though they're historical, I think they're very relevant. Um, one was to take care of yourself first. Uh, you know, the HR practitioner, the business leader, you need to understand yourself, what it is you're experiencing, what you're feeling, because going back to what I said earlier, if you are going to emit these feelings of anxiousness or uncertainty, that will become contagious in your work environment. So if you kind of put your, your feelings in check and understand that, I think that will help. Second thing would be to acknowledge the uncertainty. We don't have the answers. There is no silver, you know, silver bullet at this point. Um, you have to you have to acknowledge that that uncertainty is there, both with you, within yourself, within the organization, your business. A lot of unanswered questions. Uh, you want to encourage things like self compassion, um, where you know some of your team members are going to be looking around and wondering how their colleagues are keeping it all together. They're losing sleep, unable to be productive. Blah 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 blah. Um, it's hard to be productive in an environment where that those feelings are just perpetuating on them on their own, on themselves. So it's okay to to acknowledge that you're feeling stressed. You can admit it. You can talk about the situations which you're you know you felt anxiety and let people know that they're not alone. Um, you need to ask people what they need because again, you don't have the answers, but people want to be heard when they don't understand what's going on. They want to express their feelings. So you need to be able to talk with employees one-on-one, -on -one, let them know, describe, you know, what, what they're going through. Um, you know, putting themselves in their shoes kind of a thing to understand tr truly what they're feeling. You don't have to agree or disagree. You're just looking to listen and, and understand. Um, you need to focus on what you can control. We've all heard that a million times. You can't, you can't control the behaviors of others. You can only focus on yourself. Well, the same thing when you're talking to people, you need to encourage them to focus on what they can control. You know, they can control what they eat. They can control that when they go to sleep, they can control, you know, some of, some of those things that 
they can help take care of themselves with, you know, and these are things that are, you know, proven stress killers and they, and they can help with your productivity. So, you know, these things, while not, you know, new, they need to be reminded to, or need to be encouraged and supported within an organization, whether it's HR, business leaders, they just need to understand these things. There's always going to be something that is going to impact the business. You know, that could be a pandemic, as we've seen. It can be, you know, a, um, you know, a death of somebody in in the in the workforce that was, you know, unsettling. Uh, you know, it could be a thousand things, but how you react and how you deal with these things are just as important or were just as important then as they are now. And they will continue to be when things like this happen in the future. Obviously, this is depending on the style of the company or the style of the leaders. But do you do you think that HR people during this time should be uh, you mentioned communication before? But do you think HR people during these times should be more uh, having open doors, having being open to talking with people more? Or should they be communicating through the managers, through the line leaders? Do you know what I mean? That's a very good question. Um, and the answer is is simply both. Uh, and that's the problem. It, that's why it's so stressful right now for the HR community. And because people are coming to them for answers, they the HR people are physically in the environment, the work environment, trying to do, you know, these those steps that I mentioned earlier. And they're also trying to coach managers on what to do and say to keep their workforce from, um, you know, kind of straying, but also reassuring them. Uh, in times during uncertainty. So they're, they're doing all the above, Lou, or they should be doing all of the above. And that's what's been so stressful um, to the HR community. What are you seeing in terms of, I know you, you are keeping your finger on the pulse of the HR world. Are you seeing a lot of uh, changes, shifts within the HR function? Yeah, absolutely, Lou. And and some of that comes as a result of, obviously, you know, we, we've heard of all the recent legislation over the last couple of months, things like the Family First Act or the Payroll Protection Act. These things all impact HR from a process standpoint, yet alone a people standpoint. So they have the impacts of the, the regulatory aspect coming at them. They got the the people aspects. And you have to keep up with what legislators and and what the the laws are in your various areas and where you know where where you uh, live and work because that's going to impact your employees some employees might be living in an area that is you know impacted differently from those in that live in other areas and you know we we've seen it um you know the fact that telecommuting is you know which was once a a um a non-discussed issue in the HR world because they, they wasn't getting much support from from leaders. They were forced to be put into a situation where, in many cases, employees were not able to get to a physical work location, but were expected to still produce. It has really thrown telecommuting into the limelight. So when you when you put you know things together like how people are reacting, the legislative impacts of the um, of the workplace, including the financial aspects. You talk about the how and where we do work. It has been a whirlwind of change within not only the HR community, but all of our lives yeah. over the past you know, two to three months. 
I were an employee of an organization right now, what should I be thinking about? What should I be asking of HR these days? I, I would answer that it depends on who's asking. You know, if you're a frontline manager, um, you know, you're asking HR for how do I answer these questions? You know, I have an employee that wants to work from home. We don't have a telecommute policy, but yet they're telling me, you know, their, their kids can't go to school and now they want to work from home. How do I manage that? So, you know, there's the, there's a lot of coaching being done and there's no playbook. You know, this is forcing line managers. This is forcing business leaders. This is forcing HR people to develop the playbook as they go along. And, uh, you know, many people like to rely on standard black or white policies. Um, That's very difficult right now because, you have a lot of very situational differences between employees and between business situations that are going to require creative and perhaps even um, difficult uh, solutions. So, you know, we all want to see our businesses succeed. We all want to see that paycheck continue to come in. But we also want to make sure that, the, you know, the health and safety of our family comes first because without that, then you know, we're all going to be questioning what it is we're kind of doing. So, you know, when people go to to HR, they're going to be looking for answers. And HR has to be prepared to be willing to think on their feet, um, work within the cultural norms of their organization, and do what's, what's, what's right. And, you know, I've always, I've always professed, you know, HR is about doing the right thing for the right reasons at the right time. And it's not always black and white. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned there within the cultural norms of the organization, and, and that is so true, right? Because obviously we're talking about HR in general here, but at the end of the day, the culture of the organization also plays a good part because there are some organizations that are probably more, um, shall we say, fluid or agile when it comes to policy changes. And then there are some organizations that are a little bit more structured or they go about steps to change a policy. Yeah. And you know what, quite honestly, I know when you're in a larger company, many times you would go through a a business exercise that would involve something called business continuity. So if something was to happen to the business, how would you operate in in various scenarios? And in some cases you may have planned for, you know, something like this, you know, living in Florida, which is where I live, you know, many companies have a, a hurricane preparedness plan in the event that a hurricane comes and their business is shut down or they're going to be disruptive. How are they going to continue to to, to operate? That's not uncommon in, in this geographical location. Um, companies that are larger have that kind of thought out ahead of time in, in various scenarios, but the smaller companies, the mid-sized companies, don't necessarily have those answers. And and that's where, you know, things like the cultural norms really come into play. Gotcha. That's a good point. So what about, you know, you know, I've read somewhere that this is probably going to get worse before it gets better because as the, the, the impact of the economics collapse and the financial crisis deepens, you know, there may be more and more businesses that may have to tighten their purse strings and, and so on and so forth. And so layoffs may be forthcoming. Also, con- job consolidations may be forthcoming. And so as an HR uh, person, what would you advise an employee 
who is sitting there at their home desk, home office, and uh, worrying about their positioning within their organization and wanting to make sure that they are at the best possible position so that they don't get affected by the upcoming layoffs or consolidation? It's a a good question, Lou, because I'm sure the uncertainty of job security lingers on many people's minds. Um, You know, a lot of the economic bailouts coming from, from government to some of the industries are in play through second, third quarter. But after that, you know, all bets may be off and, you know, people's jobs might be vulnerable. Um, from an HR perspective, and I'll be honest, during times of crisis, you know, true leaders and or the HR community are assessing what's going on around them, meaning who, which of the employees that are, are working to, to garner um, support and, and enthusiasm to continue kind of moving forward instead of the, you know, oh, oh, is me kind of an attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going back to very earlier when I was talking about the enthusiasm uh, can be contagious as is, so can those downers, um, derailers, if you will, can also be de- uh, contagious. Leaders are looking for the those individuals that are going to be stepping to the plate, those individuals that are taking the challenges, you know, you know, by the horns and making the most of it. Uh, you know, you got lemons make lemonade kind of thing. It, it organizations at the end of the day, if they are going to be forced to look at things like reductions or restructurings or, or layoffs, you're going to want to keep your, your best employees. And those are your employees that have exhibited leadership characteristics during times of challenge. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I'm not talking in, in a union environment where seniority and such may come into play, but in general, those employees that step to the plate in times of, of difficulty are going to be those that are recognized, and I'll, I'll say rewarded, uh, through continued employment. Um, you know, I, 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 that's what I, I, when I encourage business owners and small business owners to, when they're going through these kind of things, is to don't forget to look around what's going on as you're going through it, because you'll need to remember that when the times get even more difficult, you want your, you want to surround yourself with problem solvers and people that are going to be willing to either go the extra mile or going to get others to, um, you know, getting, getting others to motiv- be motivated and, and drive the productivity and the results of the business at, you know, during those difficult times. Mm. And I just wanted to follow up on, on, you know, we use the term leadership, but, and then there may be people who are saying, but I am just a X, Y, Z. I am not a, you know, I don't, I'm not a leader. I'm not a manager. And, and what can I do? And, and, but you're, I think you're using the term leadership, not necessarily connected to a role, right? And so, uh, you know, we could be leaders no matter our role is concerned. So I, I just wanted to maybe talk with you a little bit about that. Like, what can we do if we do not have the, technically we don't have the manager role, but can we still step up? You know, and I appreciate you asking that question because I think too many people use the word leader or leadership and they, they correlate it to a title. Um, nothing could be further from the truth. 
you could be an entry level person in an organization that is it, whether you're a financial analyst or whether you're an auditor or whether you're, you know, an IT help desk person, you know, somebody who's just joining an organization, um, you could be a leader in your role. Uh, you can have nobody reporting to you and still be a leader in your role. How you react and interact with your peers, with your superiors and your colleagues is just as important as the job that you actually do. So, you know, when I use the term leader or leadership, it's really how do you hold yourself accountable and how do you put yourself forward in these difficult times? You know, you could sit back, look at your phone, answer text messages, or you could be talking to your your colleagues and peers and saying, hey, is there anything I can do to help? Um, you know, there's, there's many opportunities and many things people can do to exhibit, and I'll use the word leadership in, in, in quotations to your point, to show how you can make a difference in your organization. You don't need to be a manager. You don't need to be a supervisor. You don't need to be HR. You don't need to be a leader. You can be a leader. I so appreciate that, Randy. And also, I just wanted to say, because I was having this conversation the other day, it, it, just the fact that we are a remote work situation, doesn't it doesn't mean that we have to be together in person for these kinds of skills or capabilities to show up, right? Or to demonstrate these kinds of things. We can be on Zoom and be exhibiting these things. You know, I don't, I don't I, technology has never played a more important part in business, in relationships, and in collaboration more than it has in the last two months. Yeah, you can make a phone call, but if you can't physically be with somebody, the next best thing is the use of a video conference system, which as we all know, you can get for free. So this is not like this is you need to spend money to keep connected. And of course, we've seen some of the YouTube and TikTok videos where some individuals may have forgotten with, that they were on video and have stood up and um, they perhaps were not dressed for the occasion, we'll say. And yes, it's led to some very funny anecdotal situations. But, you know, that's life. You know, that that that's that's the humor in life. That's the that's the the importance of what we do and you know it that's all of that's all it's all good it's all good it's time for inside the newsletter we're going to get back to Randy just shortly but first inside the newsletter this week we are digging into decision making during stressful times now this is important because obviously we make decisions all the time in all kinds of conditions, good and bad. But studies show that stressful times impact our decision-making chops and not in a good way. In fact, really stressful times impair our ability to make balanced decisions. Quoting from one of the studies here, stress can often lead to a number of undesirable conditions, including a restriction or narrowing of attention, increased distraction, increased reaction time, deficits in the person's working memory. Obviously, none of these are good things. Now, sometimes we can delay making a decision until conditions improve, but with the way things are right now, we can't really do that. 
you know, wait for things to be hunky-dory before making decisions, or we're going to be waiting for, well, who knows for how long. And some decisions really cannot be postponed. So inside the newsletter, I'm highlighting six things to keep in mind as suggested by Fast Company so we can make better decisions. Things may be uncertain right now. and We cannot control when things are going to get back to normal or how they're going to look like when they get back to normal, but we can focus on making the best possible decisions today. So to dig into the story, plus the rest of this week's issue, head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash archive. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe for free to get the newsletter in your inbox every Sunday. So let's get back to my conversation with Randy Lumia. Let's uh, let's switch it around uh, this time. Talk about you a little bit, Randy. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you do these days? Yeah, it's a, you know it's interesting. Um, you know, Lou, you as you mentioned earlier, you and I have uh, worked together in the past, and we were in one of those you know Fortune fifty kind of companies where. Um, you know, we've, we've done the corporate roles. Um, you know, my, my history has been traditionally in, you know, the corporate fortune 50 world. I decided to branch on my own and do consulting for a couple of reasons. One was I thought that I could make a, a different and more impactful result in, in small and, and, and medium sized businesses. You know, I have my undergraduate degree is in engineering, believe it or not. I grew up in operations, grew up in manufacturing, and my graduate degree is in human resources. Since I've moved to Florida, I've also become a certified mentor for SCORE, which is a uh, which is an acronym. It stands for the Service Corps of um, Retired Executives, and it's a volunteer branch of the Small Business Administration. So I'm actually doing, and this is going to sound rather odd, but I'm actually doing volunteer work in the same kind of business that I'm doing as my professional life, which is providing help and resources to small, mid-sized companies that need help in business processes, need help in human resources. Um, our firm also get does executive coaching where we have certified coaches. We have, uh, um, you know, a number of communications vehicles and, and professionals that we use. So we focus on the people side of business. And I also focus on what, what we refer to as people strategies. Um, so I think you can see how people strategies can be an incredibly important component of what we're going through now. In your line of work, in your field of work, um, what are you paying attention to these days? I've always started to, you know, again, profess the, 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 and I talk leadership and leaders in, in a, in a way that, you know, going back to your earlier question, leadership, um, can be embraced by any level and any individual in an organization. And I, I've been trying to work with the likes of my clients at score and with others to show how, Taking ownership, taking um, accountability, taking on responsibility leads to the ability to show and, and exhibit true leadership experience. And, you know, modeling what you do, um, you know, ex- talking about earlier about the, the, the enthusiasm being contagious, you know, true leaders are those that are going to be practicing what they preach. You know, they're going to lead by example. So 
that's one of the things I've been focusing on. Um, I've been really stressing communications. I mentioned how important, you know, employees are, are, are looking for this, this information from, from their employers. That is not going to change. I mean, there's so many articles, Lou, written these days about how the workplace is going to change forever. Um, so some of these things are going to become expectations of employees like communications. They're going to expect that leaders and the, and the organization communicate with them early and often through a situation, through a business challenge, whatever it happens to be. Um, you know, they're going to have to allow for more flexibility, you know, things like telecommuting, um, understanding that employees may have childcare issues because something happened at their school and they, they are, their children are not available, you know, not allowed to go to school. Um, one thing I think that that's been interesting during this last couple of months is many people have been gravitating to online learning courses and in, enhancing their skill levels during their downtime. You know, you can't go out, but you want to be more productive or you want to learn. There are so many opportunities for, for education online, whether it's LinkedIn learning or others, you know, continuous learning is going to help you as an individual as well as your your employer. So can you know keeping relevant on your professional as well as you know softer skills through online opportunities and you know continuing to readjust your goals. You know, I talked very early on about the clash between individual values and, and organizational values. I think what's going to happen is again, we're we're seeing this redefinition of the workplace employees are going to continually assess what's important to them and and is the employer meeting those those value needs um this again this is uncharted territory but we're going to see some expectations on on part of employees that employers are going to have to either react to or be proactive to to assure that they're going to keep employees i mean yes we're seeing unemployment raise right now. I get that. Um, but if you recall two and a half months ago, we were at record low, you know, unemployment levels. Um, there will always be jobs for people to go to. And those that are going to continually educate themselves, be more focused on, um, what's important to them in their lives, be more proactive and more positive in the way they, they approach things. Those are the employees or those are the candidates that are going to, going to continue to maintain and or get those jobs. So, you know, if I had to kind of summarize what people need to do, focus on yourself, focus on the things that you can impact, continue your education, continue your, 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 uh, your skill set by, you know, online learning, Main, remain positive. Be a, be a positive influence to your peers and your 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 colleagues. Those kind of things are going to set you apart from others. They're going to what what's make make what's going to what's going to make you happy in life. It's going to make you successful in your job. Truly, uh, Randy, this has been fantastic. Where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me at our website. Um, it's www.paradiseworkplace solutions that's with an s.com 
Um, you'll see myself, my partner in there. We have some bios. We have our services, of, of course. You'll find a little bit more about us, what we do, and uh, what we practice. Can we find you on LinkedIn as well? Oh, my goodness, yes. You can uh, either find either our business, Paradise Workplace Solutions, or you can find me, uh, Randy Lumia, L-U-M-I-A, uh, on LinkedIn as well. Randy, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Uh, Lou, this has been a pleasure. And, you know, in these uncertain times, I want to make sure that you take your necessary precautions. I wish you nothing but health, health and wellness and continued beautiful podcasts. I hope you found that conversation with Randy helpful for the show notes, the links, and the highlights of this episode. Head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or like listening to the podcast, please share it with your friends. Tell them that you like this particular episode or that you listen to the podcast regularly. They're going to thank you for it. And so will I, as it helps tremendously when you spread the word. Next week, we're going to get curious about positioning our careers during uncertain times. And I'll be joined by leadership coach Ainsley Tanner as we explore a framework that we can use to position ourselves when there's a lot of uncertainty and there are more questions than answers, whether there's a pandemic or not. And the best way to not miss that episode and all future episodes is to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that using whatever app it is that you're using right now to listen to this episode. Or if you happen to be listening to this on the website right around the audio player you're going to find some options for podcast apps as well okie dokie i'll be back with ainsley tanner next week as always keep on making me that my friend cool beans